Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of the Lasting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Toffee, and joining me is good old Shafiq. Yes. So how are you feeling right now, dude? Oh, I'm ultra high-speed SSD with ray tracing, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, a built-in mic and speaker, and 3D audio fine, bro. So you're the Shafiq 5, is it? I'm guessing. Yes, updated for 2020. Thank you. (laughs) So So in case you couldn't tell from the intro, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff that popped up, like the PlayStation 5 uh, showcase that popped up, as well as the PC Gaming Show 2020. Maybe we want to touch a bit on some entertainment news that popped up a while ago, like, so I've heard that Wonder Woman has been delayed yet again. I'm not uh, sad or upset. I'm just like, very much on the yeah okay sure whatever <laughs> and of course uh, not really much of a surprise Tenet is also delayed okay, too that is what pissed me off it's like I was seriously looking forward to it because it's like if you recall in the last episode I was like yo Christopher Nolan don't give a fuck about coronavirus he's like we're gonna put this movie out anyway mask on I guess the he does <laughs> I guess he does so. I don't know okay. you know what here's the thing it's like I think maybe in the US, it may be more of a case of like, okay, I don't want anybody rioting in the cinema. <laughs> yes. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, the the explanation was. I think they didn't even give an explanation. I think it was it was ballsy of him to try and release it on the day it was announced. But yeah, I, th- I think it was the right decision because you know what? Um, I think the movie should be fine. Hey, you, you probably, uh, it's been delayed how many, how long too? Uh, I guess it's been like delayed twice i mean first time because of the i mean no no it wasn't even delayed at, at all except for this news yeah. like it was announced that it was gonna come out in july anyway yeah. so so, it's delayed, so i like, guess it would be the first delay yeah it's like delayed a couple of weeks right it's not exactly like until the end of the year or anything right probably a month or so really yeah yeah yo that, that is more time for him to tweak it if he, if he needs to you know what i mean because i don't know if the movie is ready or if maybe uh, okay, like, because we can't tell because you. Uh, July thirty first apparently, so it's like a couple of weeks. Just a couple seems of like weeks. It. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, we, we can take two weeks more to watch an amazing Christopher Nolan film. I think for a lot of people, yeah. this will be like the first film they see in the cinema after this lockdown that's been going on around the world. And you know yeah. what better way to celebrate your freedom than watching a super a potentially <laughs> good Christopher Nolan film? Potentially good. Even his worst films are better than everybody's best films. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> except for maybe Dark Knight Rises, I still have problems with that movie. Okay, but yeah, um, well, are you looking forward to Tenant, sir? I am definitely because it's been a while since I've seen a pretty mindfuck of a film, like since Inception, and I got—I won't say Interstellar was more of a mindfuck. That was more like a sort of Steven Spielberg whimsical kind of film done Nolan style. I would say with the like- monolith and the space dad. Thing going Space on at the end. I, I have a, a category for uh, Interstellar. I call it the feels fuck. <laughs> oh, the feels fuck. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. And especially that scene, like the, the super memed scene of Matthew McConaughey just crying looking at his daughter. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, somebody actually did that with the PS5 reveal? <laughs> and it was glorious. You know, as because it's like the thing about the PS5 event is like all the inserts when, when it came up to revealing the form factor was all these super. I would say animated like 3D particle effects and stuff, right? Uh, I would say the the aesthetics of something like Interstellar and just seeing Matthew McConaughey cry as like the PS5 <laughs> is being revealed. He, when he sees the form factor and he just fucking starts breaking into tears, I was like, man, yo, internet, yo, Last King fans, yo, anybody out there making these memes, <laughs> keep doing you the give work. Give yourself work. an applaud. Give yourself an applaud. You guys you did do a you great man. job. <laughs> that was extremely entertaining for me. Especially when the fan art came in a day later with uh, people drawing the PlayStation 5 as female characters, <laughs> anime characters or otherwise. 
It's like I think people secretly want to have sex with the machines somehow. Dude, I, I want to have sex with the machines so bad. I even know where, <laughs> where which slots to slot in. <laughs> yeah, it looks so sexy with the pop collar and everything. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, it's got confidence. I'll give it that. <laughs> it's, got it's got confidence. confidence. Yeah, I think that's the thing. <laughs> that should be the branding. PlayStation Five confidence. <laughs> Uh, such swagger, such strides. Okay, okay. I can't wait to be talking about uh, the PlayStation event and also the reveals. So, yeah. uh, can I bring up some news? Oh yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. Now available on Disney Plus, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually seen that, so I can't really comment. <laughs> so, uh, to save us a review and to save you some time, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's- what's this about? Like. Sorry, you're going to have to fill I have up. no idea because apparently it's based on some young adult novel that was really popular. So it's basically like, hey, remember when Harry Potter had all these Harry Potter clones like uh, Percy Jackson and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and Aragorn and this one, Artemis Fowl. So okay, like, Artemis Fowl feels really out of place because I think we've moved on past that trend of like the... I would say this, uh, it's cheesy. It's uh, very by the numbers. It has very interesting performances and... Uh, Does it even look good? I mean, considering it's a fantasy film. I mean, visually, it's... I wouldn't say impressive. I think it's up to par. Like, up when you look par. at it, it, you feel like, yeah, this is exactly what you expect. Nothing mind-blowing or breathtaking. But, uh, yeah. I know there are fans of Artemis Fall out there. If you're a fan of Artemis Fall, please explain to us why we should really give this a second chance. Because, like, to me, that's eh, all right. I mean, because the thing is, like, when you mentioned... Uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet like being delayed I was thinking about like okay what else has been delayed besides Wonder Woman it's like yeah Artemis Fall was actually supposed to have been out by now and I think uh, Disney decided to play the move and like okay let's just put this on Disney Plus which is why I'm like wondering like okay if you have this on Disney Plus why don't you put Black Widow on there because Black Widow should have been out by now too but then again uh, it's testing the waters I would say this right. Uh, I think it's more like uh, yeah you're right testing the waters but Whatever big movies they want to release, either it's from Disney or Warner Brothers' side, it's what we said before. Uh, ticket sales do matter. Like filling in the seats of cinemas mm-hmm. actually do matter in the long run for shareholders to you know fund other projects from yep. different distributors and whatnot. So, so like they have know, to bite their time and play it smart, lah. So Ultimate Fall would be like a good experiment. I think so. I mean, to me, it feels more like scaffolding to keep people subscribed to Disney Plus because it's like there's no news of New Mandalorian or anything else. There is. I think that's going on schedule. Either it's end of the year or early 2021. So, so they're like, still filming that. But like what I'm saying is like they need that placeholder. Like, hey, stay subscribed. We have new content. You know what I mean? Rather than rewatching Simpsons and Star Wars forever, it's like they put this on there, and I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? I mean, I caught it, I sat through it, and it was very unmemorable. <laughs> it's like, all right. It's yeah. something that was like, uh, I mean, at least from what you're saying, it's like something that was stuck in that year that shouldn't have made a comeback, mm, I guess. I, I wouldn't even say that. I would say like, uh, it was definitely targeted towards a very specific audience, which is not me. And like, even like something as, uh, I would say, culturally appropriate, uh, uh, like, culturally relevant as like a Harry Potter just didn't stick with me because I'm a Lord of the Rings Star Wars kind of guy so it's not of my time so when I watched Artemis Fowl I had no choice but to just uh, rate it based on its technical values rather than like I had no nostalgia or no association with any of the source material and I was like alright this is exactly what 
I th- the marketing made it out to be and eh, I don't know I don't know like I said like if we had an Artemis Fowl fan who can explain to us what's because it's like if there was things that they got wrong at least then we have some arguments and things to discuss but to me it felt yeah. like yeah I mean if you have Disney Plus Artemis Fowl is available <laughs> enjoy yourselves <laughs> So, can we round up this uh, weekend entertainment segment and go straight into the big old... The PlayStation 5 stuff? Yes, we will. Uh, PlayStation 5 and PC gaming stuff. So, let's just pull out the little list right here of the games that were revealed. Like, I mean, like uh, off the top of your head, uh, can you tell me your general impressions of the PS5 event? Uh, this is what a reveal event should be, basically. Like, you gotta show off your games you're gonna announce that are coming out either this year... Or the, the, the following year or so. And of course, gameplay footage is always important. You kind of want to make sure that we kind of get invested in what we're seeing, not just seeing cutscenes that are rendered on the PlayStation 5, you know? Mm-hmm. But generally, what I've seen so far is, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the most mind-blowing shit I've seen, like in when they revealed Resident Evil 7 for the very first time in 2015. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I don't think any other presentation from PlayStation is going to capture that magic. But... As far as for stuff that happened this year goes, I'm okay. I'm actually satiated because I've seen some games I'm looking forward to, like uh, the Miles Morales standalone game for Spider-Man. And um, as we discussed earlier on, we want to talk about Ratchet & Clank, uh, Rifts Apart. Oh yeah, that looks so fun. I'm so hyped for that game for some reason. Yeah, yeah. They actually showed off some gameplay about how the rifting actually takes place. Like you're going through different alternate dimensions. I mean, I'm sure there's some... And then, and then how seamlessly it actually appears here and there while still keeping true to the whole Ratchet and Clank gameplay with the weaponry and the platforming and stuff. I'm a bit 50-50 on that because the thing is, the that original section where you see him jump between worlds felt like a real shooter. So those could have been pre-rendered. I don't think it's real time. They're just showing you how they load the next section through these portals. And then when you saw the actual shooting gameplay where you see like these time rifts like they were floating in the area and then you have to like basically scorpion harpoon through them. So it had this very kind of like... It, it reminded me of like uh, Bioshock's... Uh, the, what's the third one called again? Uh, Bioshock 3. Bioshock Infinite. Infinite. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. Then it, like, it has these little time rifts that open up different areas. So it's like... Uh, when it comes to the to the the rift apart section, it's like I don't think it was explained well, but uh, I think it's a mechanic. But I think what really blew me away was like this is Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Ratchet and yeah, Clank yeah. never disappoints. Yeah, you want to play it for the action, the platforming, and the little segments they get to drive either a vehicle or even control Clank at one point. And now for all the I yuck, think yucks. there's yep yep. And of course, hopefully see Captain Quark pop up somehow. You think? Sh- you think the they're going to bring him back? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's a staple. He's going to come back somehow. So it's like, I mean, as a trailer, it I'm sold. It's like, I'm going to pre-order this. <laughs> or yeah, with gameplay too, hopefully. Yeah, like, that looks pretty good. Like, yeah, and, and the thing is, I want to address this like because it's like, uh, why I asked you about your general impressions was basically because I wanted to see how you would compare this to a previous event we talked about, which is the Xbox gameplay quote-unquote uh, showcase which folk, uh, showed very scant very yeah, very very scant yes. very very uh, uh, st- uh, blink and you'll miss it gameplay and then yeah, like, it's like the counter punch basically and if uh, this is the counter attack this is like basically console war Sony strikes back and it struck yeah. back hard uh, but then it kind of devolved into a fart in the buff later because I think they started off strong actually no it didn't really start off strong because it had a very confusing opening uh trailer for GTA 5 
And it's oh like, yeah, yeah. Like basically now GTA Online is a standalone game on your PlayStation Five, which like, is I guess cool. fine for Take Two, I guess. And for all you owners of GTA Five on the PS4 right now, you'll get a million like GTA bucks all the way up till the reveal of the game. And I was like, okay, so, uh, yeah. cool. And it's like you know the first thing that came to my mind. What? Uh, we're never gonna get a GTA Six. If people, this is turning into World of Warcraft, where basically is like, oh hey, we have a cash cow. Shall we develop other games? Nah. <laughs> if people keep giving us stuff, yeah, we're not going to do that. No, I don't think there's gonna be a part six anytime soon. No. I mean, they're probably building it, but they're not gonna release it anytime at all. And I think this it's is like the same case with Resident. Uh, sorry, that's the same case with. Red Dead 2 because it was in development in 2010 as we talked in mm. our previous episode. I was saying this, right? Maybe what they're doing is what they always do which is uh, they get the game ready, okay, they optimize it for whatever system, pays the highest money, let's be honest about it because whoever mm. decides to give them the cash for their exclusivity rights is like, yep. okay, sure. But I think the smart thing to do right now because technology is not confirmed because uh, besides all the tech demos and the tech specs and all the tech presentations that we know about the two consoles, Okay, so basically, is like, like okay, this is also why I'm glad you mentioned Ratchet and Clank. There's something about that game that looks very unoptimized because I did see frame rate issues, and I don't know if it was the YouTube trailer because I remember rewatching it again, and then like, there was something that uh, one of the studio guys said it was like, oh hey, finally we put ray tracing on Ratchet, and to me, ray trace ray tracing is the death knell for frame rates because it's like even fucking games from 1997 like Quake Two with ray tracing can't run at decent frame rates you know it's like okay the technology hasn't caught up yet because to me another thing we need to mention is like uh, Sony's habit is always with every PlayStation it's always a jump in technology because okay for the PlayStation 1 was like okay there you go the first disc based uh, games okay no I wouldn't say the first the the, the definitive disc based uh, console then like a, a cheap mass market console that renders 3D really well compared to the other competitors yeah like the 3D or whatever the turbo graphics right and then like when PlayStation 2 dropped it was like the first ever DVD player that you could afford and then PlayStation 3 was the Blu-ray player and PlayStation 4 was 2K or 4K right so it's like they always needed to attach this extra like okay what's the next technology that we need to lump in together because ray tracing has I think finally taken over VR Mm. like how VR has finally taken over 3D like remember back in the day like not even say back in the day this is literally close to 10 years ago where all of us was like you know getting hyped up and getting plasma 3D screens with like goggles so you can play 3D games and like man did that hurt your eyes <laughs> it did, it and, did. and then came VR and then like man did that hurt your eyes <laughs> I mean I'm not that educated on ray tracings on, on, uh, to be honest so I don't I mean it looks nice but that's yeah. all I can make a takeaway out of unless I you know, read up a little bit more on it, but I can give the one this is really necessary in a sense. Yeah, like, so like, especially for our last king fans out there who are not pretty sure like what because especially especially when it comes to the marketing material, uh, the one thing that's constantly being brought up right now is ray tracing. Now, ray tracing is basically real time shadow rendering. It's very not hard to explain how it works, but it's basically it allows for lighting effects to be as dynamic as possible. So. Because the thing is, like the way light attacks objects and how they bounce off and create shadows, dynamic shadows, it's a thing. But the thing is, there's a ton of compute power necessary to actually achieve a lot of this. And for us PC guys, it's like basically, 
unless you have like a GTX 2080, which is like a thousand plus dollar video card. I thought it was 2000 though, or less than that. Okay. Maybe if you buy now, it should be a thousand plus. But I'm okay, pretty okay. sure if you're gonna buy like third-party vendor versions, like your ASUS or Gigabyte versions with the three fans and the overclocks and everything, like, yeah, it's that's a two thousand dollar video card. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like you could buy another PC with that shit. You can buy a console with that shit. So I would say this right. Uh, this is like I'm gonna be paying attention to this especially as uh, more information is being revealed and especially like. I am very curious to see where they go with ray tracing because ray tracing to me finally feels like the next level in, I would say, graphical fidelity that was necessary for the longest time because it's like the jump from 2D to 3D and then from 3D to 2K, 4K, super realistic, hyper real graphics. And it's like, if you recall when we were uh, checking out like uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, event where he was basically just showcasing Unreal Engine. Yep, and yep. it's like you're looking at like what we can do with graphics right now because like I'm still on the the side of like yeah we will never breach the uncanny valley but at least it looks aesthetically pleasing in a way yeah it's all about your art style you mm. decide for your game at the start of your pre-production and anyway. I'm really interested in like providing options to game designers because the thing is right if you can give realistic lighting in a way that is I would say functional but also efficient so I don't know like for me me more of a, a technology head I'm really interested to see where they go with this technology and how they adapt it because I would say like compared to all the other trends in the past like 3D games and then VR games right ray tracing might be the way to go because like once we hit that singularity where like we can run processes as super efficient as possible or we can finally get transistors down to the to the, to the microscopic level where it doesn't overheat and like cause your PC or console to explode so yeah like, yeah that would be good that would be good yeah so to me it's like that's the one thing that was super interesting to me when I was watching the PlayStation event because when you see something like Gran Turismo and it's like, damn, this looks solid. <laughs> yeah, when you see a game like Gran Turismo, that's supposed to be realistic. Then you then you see that technology makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. because you want to see the lighting go on when you're you racing see. on the tracks. Yeah, you know, like like the, the the moment that like kind of blew me away, especially for the Gran Turismo uh, demo, right? Was basically when you went through the tunnel and how realistic the light bounced off the the windshield and onto the side of the walls, and I was like. This is next level. This is like yeah. This this makes a hell of a lot of sense. Like that's how you sell that technology. Yeah, so, and I think it's right. I think uh, something like ray tracing is gonna be very hard to market because like just like you, like you have no idea what the technology does or what. Yeah, it and means. then when I see Ratchet and Clank, it's like yeah, this is just like a high res. It looks pretty, but mm. I'm still trying to figure out where ray tracing takes place. And mm. then when I see Gran Turismo Seven after the explanation, then it makes a hell of a lot more sense. It depends like, on the game, I guess. Yeah, true. That. Like, say this for Ratchet and Clank, when you see maybe his face and you see the way his nose casts a shadow on the side of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, you know, like all that's ray tracing, you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to bore our last, our last King fans with all this tech talk. Uh, maybe let's move on to other games that we're really hyped about. So yes, uh, I'll start. Resident yeah. Evil Village... No gameplay shown, but I'm hyped. <laughs> I think from the trailer itself, like it's definitely gonna be the first person Resident Evil that we wanted. It better be. Seven is like was such a fucking like this is what we've been waiting for. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And from the castle and the European village setting, I'm gonna guess yeah, werewolves, vampires. Occult shit probably somehow nah, getting mixed up in all this. I don't think there'll be werewolves and vampires, sir. I mean, it's basically going to be just like uh, Resident Evil Four. You know, they take it, you know, to the Eastern European side. Kind yeah, of yeah, creepy, but they still have castle. that whole um, what's that? The Umbrella Corp shit going on still per se. Anyway, uh, definitely. And hey, what do you think about Thick Chris? 
Uh, that's interesting. I mean, apparently he's gonna be fighting against you or something. He shot at your friend. I assume he's your friend, lah. But we'll see how that goes. Like, whether he's gonna be chasing you or whether he's gonna help you. That's like a little mystery that kind of needs to be solved when the game comes out. You think but like, I'm actually interested in the setting, per se. Like, yeah. hopefully there's a bit more emphasis on like, oh, you're lost in a castle. There are probably werewolves, like, creatures hunting you down or some shit or witches I don't know it, nah, it looks man. mysterious which is that, nice you know too goofy <laughs> come on no no I mean it wouldn't be like magic or shit I mean obviously the explanation will be safe to the end but you know that whole like mystery going on like why are these things chasing me and shit you know like how the hillbillies were chasing you in the part 7 mm-hmm. same idea except you know werewolf like creatures and witches which like shadowy figures doing shit no, I was, so I kind of I like that mystery, you know, like as I, well as I you know, running the Halloween. I would say werewolves. I would say T virus wolves or whatever. Let's just okay, T virus wolves. Keep yeah, it let's in go canon. For that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> okay. like vampires, dude. What game are we talking about? But yeah, okay. I'm super hyped for Resident Evil because as a fan of Part Seven, and as a person who's extremely disappointed by the Part Three remake, and but super hyped about Part Two remake, and the fact they want to the remake the Part Four, which is totally unnecessary. Yeah, like stop, Capcom. Don't game. touch that game. Just make new Leave ones. Leave that or... one alone. <laughs> that one is fine. <laughs> you know? Uh, I would say this. Um, Resident Evil Village, I'm super hyped for it. Um, also, same as you, very hyped for the Spider-Man standalone game. Uh, I'm also extremely hyped for, dare I say it, Psychboy's Return. <laughs> oh, you. yeah. That little uh, isometric platformer. I'm. That'll be good for the kids, you know, I mean, like a co-op Sek- play. Sackboy is a big adventure. I mean, like this is this is basically Sony's uh, take on Mario, and I would say Sackboy, Loki. Like I really like Little Big Planet, and I really like Little Big Planet too, because I like you know these kind of uh, I don't know cantankular games where you just basically build your own Rube Goldberg machines. And it's like oh, we need more of this, you know. I mean, physics games are always fun, so like I was kind of hyped for that, uh, but I don't know. What I was super hyped for was definitely Horizon. That ooh yes yes that's also my top pick. Uh, yeah, I want to see this as soon as possible. I want to see gameplay as soon as possible because the trailer looks nice. You know, I I, I never rate things based on the trailers, mm-hmm. but um, what they kind of hinted at, especially when you see those giant elephants like attacking at the end of the trailer, I was like, yeah, I can't wait to play this all of a sudden. You know, what I mean, it's like this yeah. is marketing done right. Because yeah, Horizon... And the flying pterodactyls and whatever. Oh yeah, that giant turtle thing that popped out from the swamp. That's that's a nice little. So they're expanding on the, uh, the 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 mechanical animals you get to defeat, and you and I'll yeah. say like okay, uh, so and I think for a lot of people it has finally uh, like confirmed like oh the game's called Horizon Zero Dawn's the subtitle It's not called yeah, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Ah. So, <laughs> if I recall, I think the first game took place mostly in the east side, and then you're fighting mostly <laughs> dinosaurs or dinosaur caricatures or robots. Mm-hmm. This one, I think you're going to be fighting more animal, more animal, more creatures from the animal kingdom, but robots and shit. Well, I mean, so. there were like uh, bison and there were. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I totally forgot. Uh, think the, the, the stag you wrote. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were goats and horses in like the first one. I mean, they did have a T Rex all of a sudden, which was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a giant ass <laughs> condor. That was pretty kick ass to fight. Oh, man. Yeah, that was fucking annoying, man. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but now to see elephants and giant turtles and hopefully bigger things in the animal kingdom. No, look That'll be cool. Can I just say this? Loki, the most annoying thing to fight in Horizon Zero Dawn, like the first game, was those fucking diggers that could just like tunnel and then throw rocks at you from anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those fuck those guys. Annoying. Especially when they get corrupted and then they're even harder to kill. It's like, ugh. 
uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn and okay so besides Gran Turismo Resident Evil Spider-Man uh, do you do you have anything that you're really looking forward to? Uh, to bring up, well, at this point in time, I'm actually interested in Godfall, but only because, again, we've always liked games like Diablo, Torchlight, and um, Borderlands, so this looks to be in the same veins, except they're adding in Devil May Cry-style combat, and maybe duels and some difficulty adjustments here and there, but generally, it's loot-based. I don't loot think based. Devil May Cry is a good analogy here because I don't see any air combos but I would say I see a lot of stylish <laughs> attacks so I'm guessing maybe what's a nice comparison I would compare like, it maybe Kingdoms of Alamor maybe Kingdoms yeah, of Alamor I would definitely compare it more to Kingdoms of Amalur and I would also maybe also say like that other game uh, in Saw from the guys who did the, the DMC Ninja Theory uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West Enslaved yeah yeah it has that kind of third person action vibe uh, I'm also very curious about this because you know we love us some looters and looter melee with combos and stuff though uh, the trailer didn't reveal enough for me to be interested about it and also the music was so jarring it fell out of place you know like kind of deep down I kind of hope that they do something really really bizarre and that music they play the rap and the old rock or whatever they put it in the actual game instead of like some fantasy nonsense they would actually crunch up I mean if they did that they'll be like okay this is weird but sure, why not? It's completely different. So sure, I'll buy it. You know what? Yeah. L- Low-key, I'll respect that decision, but that doesn't mean it's a, it's still a dumb idea. <laughs> it's a dumb idea, but it's a dumb idea. I would like, okay, I respect that. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, sure. like, I, 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 I was totally confused by the music choice for that game, especially because, like, if, I think it followed or preceded that other game, that Destruction Derby game, with the exact same type of uh, musical sting, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, okay, I know it'll be a bit cliche to have overtly fantasy Lord of the Rings style sweeping epic tunes, but you know what would have been even more appropriate, like some proper straight up like fucking death metal, like yeah, death metal or some rap in between, you know. But yeah, I'm actually quite interested in Godfall. I want to see more about it. Yeah, and we can, and we actually don't need to buy a PS5 for that because it's also on PC, if I recall. Oh, then I shall ignore it on the PS5. But nice of it to, you know, be be highlighted on the PS5 showcase. So that's nice. Yeah, um, another mm-hmm. game, I guess, um, I guess Returnal uh, from House Marquee. They've done Super Stardust. I remember that remake. And uh, the other shooter, uh, Re- Resonance. Resonate. Mm. Resogun, Resogun. <laughs> <laughs> All three Rezo of those Gun, games. Resogun, oh. yes. <laughs> any, any game with a res, even Resident Evil. That, that was yes, them yes. too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Resogun was fun. So I'm kind of hoping to see what they're going to do with the third-person action thing gameplay going on with Returnal. It so looks like a woman lost in space and then she shoots a bunch of aliens. So. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I saw the gameplay, you know, quote-unquote again segments, okay? Uh, uh, this is a work in progress, by the way. <laughs> the subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I'm very keen and interested. I mean, visually, it looks quite stunning. And I would say... I'm always a fan of the studio with ambition. Like, I think, okay, okay, they're going to go big. Let's see how well they do. You know what I mean? Uh, let's not bite off more than we can chew as well. So, like, if they were to try to achieve something along, like, that game that came out last year, uh, Control. Oh, yeah, yeah, Control yeah, would be, like, yeah, that you, would be a nice way. Like, that, like, if you aim for something like that, I think, like, you know, uh, don't, don't aim too high. But I would say if it's going to come out... Because I think the release date is end of the year or 2021? Uh, end of the year, right? No release date for oh, no uh, release Returnal. Date, yeah. 
No, no, no. In fact, actually, some of the games we talked about so far uh, have no release dates yet. They, it could be like next year or so, but the only confirmed one is a Spider-Man game. That's coming out at launch. Hmm. And GT7, uh, Gran Turismo, Horizon, uh, For- uh, Forbidden West, no dates yet. No years even. And so we still got time. But I think, like, I would say as a counterpunch to Xbox's event, like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, this was necessary. <laughs> yeah. This is necessary because, uh, especially during these dark times, us gamers are looking for that real of What do we have to look forward to? Like, oh, hey, PS5, finally. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Ghostwire Tokyo? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there was some gameplay in that trailer. Uh, a little bit of it. First gameplay? person. Uh, those ninpo hands? I guess hands? it's first person. <laughs> the ninpo hands, you know. Well, you're fighting ghosts in like an open world kind of setting. That's so, what this, it's- so it's basically first person Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, actually now I kind of want to buy it. I'm thinking of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Is like, why the I, hell not? <laughs> like when I looked at it, and like when the the game developer was saying like, "Oh, now we show you the spiritual side of Japan." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Then I saw like the futuristic graphics, and I saw the, the futuristic graphics, the futuristic setting, with like and the know, weird ass ghosts you're gonna be fighting. And you're as doing well. like ninpo powers, like doing your freaking like for all you white people, your Naruto hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then like I was thinking like, okay, this looks like a, a like. I had the exact same reaction as you when I was like, oh, a first person Shin Megami Tensei. And then like it clicked in your head like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. And real time too, not turn based. So that's hmm. that's always a plus too. Yeah. You're going to be dodging and shit, running away, fighting. Uh, that, that one's coming out uh, next year, definitely, 2021. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. So yeah, definitely yeah. Ghostwire, Ghost, Ghost Godfall. Uh, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm also very much curious about like uh, this game from Amber Labs, Kana. <laughs> the Malay spelling yeah, <laughs> or touch <the> Kina <laughs> yeah. I don't know because it has that uh, fable kind of vibe like you know what I mean with that kind of avatar last, and, uh, last airbender art style and the, those little like you know black Totoro Pikmin guys like look adorable so it's like okay I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes I'm yeah, also apparently on the description they're called the rot so the rot yeah they control the rot they act like you're I guess your companions to do special moves while Kanada's a thing, you know, fighting and stuff. So that, that looks pretty. Again, you like you're right. You got that. They got that whole avatar vibe going on in yeah. the forest. Yeah. And another game that I think like got my attention was Little Devil Inside because uh, it has that like it's like Shadow of the Colossus but cute. Like that's the vibe I got. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to the art style. So I think that's from the guys who did Inside and uh, that Limbo game from a while back. I really? think it's K-Lab. Yeah, yeah. Let me just double check. Oh, no, no, no. Different guy. Sorry. My bad, my bad. Uh, but but yeah, but still looks good. Still looks good. Yeah, because like Little Devil Inside, uh, like, I don't know. There's just something about the art style that drew me in. They didn't show enough gameplay for me to be totally interested, but yeah, that's it. Because so, the gameplay itself, they like showcase a lot of fights in the field and then suddenly mm. some guy in a room and then it goes back and forth. So, I mean, maybe we should also kind of briefly mention the... Uh, we're on the fence or the mess. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I mean, um, so we want to bring you, up Deathloop ask- or Devilloop. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Deathloop. Deathloop to me, I think is... Uh, I'm going to look... I'm gonna just going to call it, and I know I'm going to do it with a grain of salt, but it's basically... This is my vote for a game that's going to shit the bed. <laughs> because Deathloop to me feels like the kind of game like... Especially with the... <sighs> 
the current lineage of the Bethesda company is like, all right, uh, to me, Deathloop felt like nothing but marketing and nothing but like, it's trying very hard to be cool rather than trying to be interesting because or I think- Or anything with substance in that matter. Yeah, because like, because like when you overemphasize the stylistic elements of it, because when I looked at it and the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, it's got kind of like those Bioshock vibes and the premise is like, oh, you, you can die and die again and then you can respawn or restart, which is like, isn't that like every video game since the beginning of like save states? And isn't that familiar to that last game Arcane made, uh, Prey, the one, the, the expansion on the moon? Yeah, but, but now you play a badass black guy set in this kind of Quentin Tarantino-esque world with sweetie one-liners and like, man, look, it sucks to die and die again. Like, uh, but... I don't know. Like, to me, like that game felt like yeah. This, this I wouldn't say soulless. You know, fuck it. I'll just say soulless. Like, yeah, yeah, just to say, it, just say it, dude. Just say it. Like th- this game, like I don't know. Th- this game, I will definitely walk in thinking like, okay, I will have even. I'll be even more strict. I guess. Like you know what I'm saying. I actually oh, got weird vibes from this game. Like you got weird didn't vibes. Bethesda, did Bethesda release a game? kind of like this but shittier it was called <laughs> wet it was called wet it came out in 2009 you want to bring it wet wow oh my god that was that was a Bethesda published game don't you forget and it was also shit. it was overhyped as well too don't forget so I hope this isn't the same case I kind of want Arcane Studio to kind of have hits on the way through because they made Dishonored they also did Dishonored too yeah, and Prey was actually kind of fun but I just didn't have time to touch it so I hope this works out for them but again no. I'm getting the wet vibe from this like for me like Dishonored 1 is like one of my favorite games of all times that game is nearly a masterpiece Dishonored 2 was fine like it, it felt like it was just you know uh, it, it did a little bit more but not enough to blow me away and Prey I still was, remember the clock I still remember the clockwork level that was still memorable yo yeah the, the tower level in Dishonored like well, that was amazing games uh, but yeah. I would say this uh, Deathloop feels like okay they want to try something new or they want to try something different I don't know if it's the same studio people who are involved as well because I remember some of them left to form another studio which we'll talk about in the our other segments mm-hmm. later on Yep. So like okay, no, like the thing is, uh, I mean, it's not me being snarky and it's not me being mean spirited, but I would say like Deathloop is the one I will put more pressure on because this is the game where like, you really gotta right a few wrongs with this one. So yeah, I'm gonna be a bit harsh on that. Yeah, yeah, but again, hopefully we're pro- we're proven wrong because you know Arcane Studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully they do all right. So anything else on the lukewarm list? Maybe know. Demon Hitman Souls. 3. Oh, Hitman Three. Okay. I was like asking you, like, what do you think about Hitman Three coming out? Uh, uh, I really have no attachment to the Hitman series, so I'm the wrong I person ha- to ask. I have a lot of attachment to the Hitman series. I'm a fan of the games. Uh, when Square Enix kind of took over, and I was like, uh, I would say I heard Absolution wasn't that good. I mean, at least they did the game. They did it's the series wrong. Extremely hit and miss when it comes to the Hitman franchise because some games can be fucking stellar. Hitman 2 was a masterpiece, you know? Mm. And then like when Absolution came out and then Hitman, the, the reboot came out. Uh, it's a very specific fan because I would say this, right? if you're a fan of like the, the stealthy kind of Assassin game that before Assassin's Creed, like Hitman was around before Assassin's Creed. Uh, I would say this, I think right? same time as Thief as well too, right? If I recall. So they got a couple of stealth games. So, I mean like the classic Hitman and the classic Thief, right? Yeah, I would put those two side by side in terms of uh, starting a whole new genre in, uh, I would say, tactical shooters. I really want this one to do well, but I'm also, I don't, 
I'm not waiting with bated breath because it's like I'm being I'm prepared to be disappointed by Hitman 3. You know what I mean? Because they didn't show much and I would say if they're going on the current route because like man I can I want to do an entire episode where I just rant about how Hitman went up when shit the bed and then came back and then just shat the bed even harder after that. Oh, you didn't like the remakes, the reboot that came out like that was uh, part 1 and then the, under the Warner Brothers brand there was part 1, there was part 2. Very in Sonic. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. Um like for me, uh, Hitman Three is the I I for me it feels like I need to kind of stave my disappointment by having low expectations. You know what I mean? Because mm, I can't yeah. get hyped for the branding, and I think it's very unfair to the game of the developers or whoever is building this. But it's, it's still like, the same guys, uh, IO Interactive. Still the same guys. Yeah, no. But I'm saying is this like this is the kind of it's like basically like do you really look forward to another Assassin's Creed? It's like yeah, there you go. Here's another one. I mean, I'll play it if I have free time, but I'm not looking exactly. forward to it. Exactly, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like compared to something like Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's like, yeah, I, w- I can't wait to play this. Yeah. This is good. I want Forbidden West. Yeah, definitely. And then like, ah, uh, Forbidden West. You know the sequel. And it's like now it feels like, oh, another Hitman game. Cool. Like you know, like, like the brand is not as strong as they think it is. So like putting mm-hmm. that in there is like, okay, it's nice that they're making another one, but since they didn't reveal anything about the gameplay or anything about what they're gonna do differently or how they're gonna advance. Uh, the Hitman is a series so it's like alright nice to know you guys still have jobs yeah I think Uh, they didn't reveal much because I think it's gonna be the same as part as part 2 and part 1 on the current gen consoles just you know new scenarios new countries yeah new thread lines I would say this right Uh, yeah so the not say the elephant in the room but uh, the one thing everybody's been uh, hyped up about uh, is uh, the the non-existence of a Demon's Souls sequel Yeah, when people actually saw the trailer, when I saw the trailer, I was like, hey, those manta rays, I remember fighting those in Demon's Souls. And then, yeah, it's not, it's not a part two. It's a remake, like a full-blown, uh, off-the-ground remake, remake from studio. whatever the word is nowadays, right? The, the, the nom de rigueur. It's like, oh, they're going to remaster it. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, going to yeah. be a sequel because it's like when I saw all of that in Upres HD, and I was like, oh, cool. It's, I recognize these things from Demon's Souls. Holy shit. And I was like really amped up and thinking like, Demon's Souls 2, fuck yeah. You know, because it's like, as much as I would prefer a Bloodborne 2 now, a Demon's Souls 2 would be really interesting, especially after, like, how amazing Sekiro was, and how amazing, like, you know, the Dark Souls series. Like, okay, the pedigree. And it's like, wait, wait, this is just a remaster, a remake? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, uh, it's like they're going back to their roots, but it's not even, like, From Software. I think this was another studio remaking what From Software did. Uh, Bluepoint? Yeah, Bluepoint oh, really? Games. Yeah, yeah. So it's a third-party remaster. It's a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, they're gonna uh, take that same code from Demon Souls, and then they're just gonna, just gonna rebuild up-res. it from yeah, upres it. Uh, Which actually makes it a lot, lot, a lot more disappointing. Come to think of it, uh. but then again, you know what? How do you remaster Demon Souls, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm, I know, I'm wait, sure they might. I, I hope ha- they actually have a Bloodborne too, but oh well, that's what we're getting. Yo, I'll be so hyped for that. That will probably be next year. Next year is when God of War two, Bloodborne two, all the big yeah. names. That's the that's when they they totally crush Xbox, whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but like I would say, like I, 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 let me answer your question from just now when you asked me, how do you remake? Uh, do you, how do you remaster Demon Souls? Make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That way everybody gets to play it. <laughs> yes. Hands down. Yo, for all you Souls people out there, okay, for those who don't know, everybody knows about the, the, the meme of the Dark Souls games, right? And like, oh, Dark Souls is tough, Dark Souls 2 is tough, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne. Yo, Demon Souls is, that's the one that will kick your ass and step on your nuts. 
you know everything will just basically ridicule and humiliate you now this one will torture porn you <laughs> so <laughs> demon souls is the next that's that's the ori- that's the og game and if you're gonna like if you if you think you're one of those guys who like oh i beat you know a scholar of the first sin i can handle me some demon souls oh fuck you're not <laughs> no, ready you for this not. game you will not. <laughs> nobody was ready for this game they had to dumb it down dark souls yeah. was a dumbed down demon souls and that's when it was successful so it was like when you ask me like how do you remake Demon Souls? Yeah, don't make it as brutally hard as the first one. <laughs> like like you sold more on the second one when you kinda toned it down a bit. Mm-hmm. You found the sweet spot stay around there, but if like you know what I mean? Like, oh they upgrade the graphics and it's still that level of difficulty. <laughs> but I would say it'd be it'll be nice for all those those guys who missed out on the Demon Souls when it came out on the PS3. It's like, oh back in the day you had no idea what this was about. I guess another disappointing game I want to add is uh, probably the Square Enix project. I mean, they just showed so little of it. It's like, I kind of want more, honestly. Like, a new IP from Square Enix that's not called Final Fantasy. Like, you don't see that happening every day or that often. You don't see that common. happening every 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I under- thank you. Yes, every 10 years. So it's called Project Athea. It looks like they're using that same woman from the, what's that, the Luminous demo that came out a couple of years back when they're showing off Square Enix's Luminous Tech for mm. Final Fantasy 15 and onwards. And that's pretty much it. Woman has special magic powers, control elements, and then that's it. So, again, I kind of want to see more of this. I was kind of hoping to see it in the other show that we're going to talk about, but nothing. So, oh well. Now this is more like, uh, you know, like, I want to see more of it. That's more of like the disappointment factor from my side. I would say that a lot of these trailers felt like just placeholders. Like, okay, these are things that we are working on. Uh, don't ask us about anything else right now. But you know, or just, even in the next two years, yeah, yeah, ju- we're just gonna pad out this presentation so that it can fulfill its one-hour runtime. Yeah. Okay, but you know what? Let's get straight to it. The one game that we're all looking forward to, the one game that's gonna rule them all, that's gonna totally c- crush and destroy. Yo. I'm hyped for Bucks next, son. <laughs> <laughs> From the makers of Octodad comes this um, farming I'm, ac- adventure I'm simulator. Bucks next is gonna dethrone Demon Souls as the game of the decade, sir. It's got it's got the catchiest it's got a catchy theme song. How can you go wrong? It's got Australian accents and everything, right? Yes. Okay, when you eat these bugs and then parts of your body turn into fruit, like yep, or food, like what is this game? <laughs> What oh is no, I, I don't think it's a sim. It looks like an adventure game from the description I'm seeing right now. So it's like, oh, you're just exploring this island, you know. And Wait, you thought it was it, a farming sim? No, it's not. I thought it was a farming sim. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, nah, sir. Nah, it's, it's an like adventure the, game. right? No, it, it's, it's, it's Dark Souls, but instead of fighting <laughs> demons, you fight fruit who are shaped <laughs> like bugs or bugs shaped yeah, like yeah. fruit. Yeah, the strawberries had it coming, yeah. Son, like, Bugs Next is the game when I looked at it and I thought to myself, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> This is this is the it was the most out of place and it's like it, it had it, it didn't have amazing graphics it didn't have any of the the typical kind of like here's a, a video game that's gonna change the way you look at gaming or we're gonna tell this epic story it's like this is weird this came out of yeah. nowhere this and might this be, look interesting I might just buy it honestly just on value alone for the look <laughs> of it just to confuse your friends when they come over to check out your yes. PS Five right yes it's like oh man you got the PS Five what game do you have oh sir. Bucks next. <laughs> the fuck? Bucks next. Yeah. Bucks next, yo. Bucks next is gonna take over Fortnite. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> Before we round up our PS5 event and go straight into the uh, the PC stuff, let's talk about the box. 
Yeah, I kind of. I mean, it looks nice when I first saw it. Like when it's being revealed after that really trippy ass Nolan ass intro started playing playing around and stuff, which took and way then, too much time, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, they're taking the whole Alienware school of making desktops <laughs> and you know doing it on the PlayStation Five, which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying it's original because nothing ever is original anyway. Yo, but PC, it's fine. Like, PC chassis from 2006 called. They want their look back. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of, like what kind of like oh man like especially when they had it, it was reviewed with the vertical stand right and then it had that yeah. weird. It felt like okay like it was like all these particles and all these balls and then it moved away. I mean, I'm doing a very bad job of describing it right now. But when they reveal the thing through the shadows and the darkness and it just emerges from the light and you see the pop collar, the V thing with the, the white, the first thing that popped into my head was basically that's going to get dirty and turn orange so fast. <laughs> <laughs> my second thought, hey, Lynxes, Lynxes are kind of working with PlayStation 5 for some reason. That's a sexy router right there, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, as an audio show, that's how we describe the PlayStation Five: a router with two, with like two pop-up sites, you know, making a V. Uh, yeah. No, I would say this right. Uh, the PlayStation Five looks like. Imagine maybe like your Walkman, and then you decided to melt the one half of it, and it starts yes. to peel open. That's the PS5. You know what? We're doing a terrible job of describing it. You're going to definitely go on Last King fans, go up on the internet and take a look at it and behold the majesty of the over-design. <laughs> the like, over-design router. Yeah. I would say this, right? Because the thing is, like, uh, when I first saw it, like, okay, my initial response, okay, to be honest, was like, okay, that looks kind of cool. Like, that looks like a, a step away from the, tr- the traditional black box aesthetic. And, um, yeah. They're trying something different, and then immediately I felt to my I, I thought to myself I was like, this is the kind of thing that five years time will look really tacky, <laughs> like dated, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you you look at this is like okay, this is cool for now, but there's a reason why, like you know, when it comes to the form factor or the shapes of certain appliances, where a nice solid rectangle always makes sense. Okay, it's yeah. sturdy, it feels rigid, well built. It doesn't have little janky parts that stick out that you know will break and get snagged onto things. Especially when you carry in a case or carry in your car or whatever, something's gonna break eventually. <laughs> and did you see? And pic- the PS Five looks a bit flimsy for my liking. Like, did you see pictures of it when it's like put on its side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put googly eyes on it too, so it looks like a little <laughs> duck pill. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Yeah. Well, but at least that's that's some you know like uh, variety for its uh, you know where you lay it on, so it's kind of nice. Mm, I would say yeah. this right. Uh, okay, uh, they're going for it. I would say I respect the decision. I would say. Uh, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But we know there's gonna be a second version of this eventually in the next couple of, of years. Of course, I mean, the slim version yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, I would yeah, say a this smaller right. version with the less pop-up color. Who knows? Yeah. Nah, that, that pop-up color. That's gonna be the running joke. That's gonna like basically take it to the next level. Yeah. But I would say this right. It would definitely stand out. I mean, I would say if you're especially a guy like me who's been collecting consoles since the fucking Atari, right? to have this stand aside the other consoles and just in terms of design and shape because like for me right now on the rack the only thing that kind of sticks out is like the GameCube like, look at that you know, it's like this uh, a cute little purple square it's a cute little purple box yeah lunchbox yeah. yeah and then like you know when you see the Xbox it's like and like low key right it feels to me like remember the original Xbox One no not, not Xbox One I mean the very classic Xbox the original yeah. prototype design the was X. an X a yep. big silver X and I was like 
that is the most obnoxious thing and as a as, around that time when you were like you know I was like 18, 19 I was like I want that now <laughs> that yeah that's the kind of design that would be like dated after 5, 6 years come no, to but think the, of it the thing is it's like it's such an obnoxious design that you have to think to yourself is like yeah I have this you know what I mean yeah. So it's like that's what the PS5 is gonna be. It's gonna be that 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 showpiece, especially especially uh, once this whole pandemic thing co- like boils over and people start you know visiting each other's houses and like oh yeah the PS5 and it, like you know the, the the asshole electronics guy like oh of course I have it hooked up to my projector there it is and then you see it on 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 like you know the the media console in the living room like and then immediately like oh that looks cool and then like five seconds later actually it looks kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Or they'll be confused. Is it next to the giant router? The giant router <laughs> is a PS5. <laughs> oh man, oh, there, that's a very sexy looking uh, mini uh, tower air. What f- uh, air conditioner you have there? No, that's the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. many memes. Okay, I would say this also right. But the one thing I really want to address is when they reveal the form factor. They not only reveal one form factor, they re- they revealed another one without the disc drive. Which is like a progression of like the, what publishers are going to be doing when it comes to creating their own consoles. Like after that transition period that was a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, I think this again, this could be like the logical step that you take. Like sell a cheaper SKU without the disk drive, but hey, everything you got to download, you got to download from the PlayStation Store or mm. from the Xbox Store. Yeah, which I think is the way to go because I think when it comes to video games, because like music and movies have already finally transitioned because nobody goes buy this, nobody buys Blu-rays or DVDs or CDs anymore. Everybody just either goes streaming or they go to iTunes, and I think like Steam has been championing this since God knows when, or since like you know Half-Life Two days, right? With, with the original Steam, with the online platform finally, and this is the the logical conclusion and. I've been harp- harping on this since we started this podcast. It's like this based media is n- since episode three. I think is like I think yeah. it's only meant for collectors or people who take collecting limited edition seriously. Yeah, and uh, even those guys know that those things don't value at all. Nobody's gonna rebuy your legendary Skyrim box with the dragon that's kind of broken now because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't take good care of it and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really cool when you're 13, but it, like if you now that you're 30, <laughs> it's like it's very hard to explain. Like, oh yeah. look at them. you collect these kind of things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, either way, uh, yeah. This is definitely something I want to touch on because it's basically it is about time that video games consoles especially not just video games video games have made steps in this since very early especially with uh, platforms like Steam and Epic Games but it's very strange to think right right now when you look at a console like the one thing about consoles is the the collection of games is basically next to the console is your rack your shelf of all your uh, jewel cases with all the titles showing and that's going to be a thing of the past because it's come to a point especially when it comes to the the saturation in terms of what games are available you know i mean like say in the 16-bit era it was really nice to stack up you know your sonic your bare knuckle and everything and like you know just light it up on your or even like your super nintendo famicoms and your mega mans right and it's just like display and showcase to the world and that is also the de facto backdrop for a lot of gamer youtubers you look at the back of them and it's like yep it's nothing but a shelf of games and that's going to be a thing of the past because it's come to a point where like with the overabundance and saturation of video games that exist right now you know i think and like nobody has a room big enough to have every single game in the world that guy probably exists and fuck you already (laughs) 
<laughs> if you have that, if you have that collection. But I would say like, yeah, it's uh, it's very much similar to like. Remember that time we were talking about our pencils down episode? We were talking about the decline of American comics and how. Yeah, because of digital comic uh, services like Comicsology and even the Marvel one as well. Yeah, it, it, do you feel like you know as an old as an old man is like oh sign of the times? Uh, yeah, I mean those days were 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 good back then, but right now, I kind of need to save space for you know things I need to put in the future. I mean, I'll still hang on to it, but for how long? Or would I even sell it off? It really depends. Um, I still think at the end of the day, PS5, Xbox Series X, they're, they're going to have to go the digital route anyway. Whatever SKUs they're selling, mm-hmm. it's, again, the cheaper option, not only that, uh, but also the more convenient option as well too. Definitely. I think that's the way. It's not only convenience, but also it provides a very frictionless... And the thing is, right, a lot of the consoles, like, I think one of the reasonings also that they finally decide to bite the bullet and maybe pursue the the non-disc version of distribution, right? Is you know what was the, the the number one enemy for the consoles is basically GameStop and the resale market. Yeah. Because they they've always they could never profit off games being sold and resold again. And like I think the the, the only person who sh- who should be shitting their pants is GameStop because they're like. Okay, there goes our entire industry right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When everything goes digital, yeah, they have nothing else to grasp onto. Yeah, and then, like, and this, even the mom and pop shops that we have in Singapore and Malaysia, mm, they're gonna be in trouble too. Yeah, and you know, it, it's still kind of nice every once in a while when you go to like, like over here in Singapore, you go to like a Games Extreme or a Play E, and then you like look at the shelf and like, oh, you know, like the, you always find those hidden gems every mm-hmm. once in a while. Games that don't get the kind of marketing they deserve, and then like. Or if you go down to the the secondhand section and you just look through like you know old and used games and like hey you know for ten dollars yeah I'll pick up this copy of Tomb Raider two I guess or like some anime game like some Inuyasha PS two game you didn't know about but you yeah, wanted to play uh, secretly you know, it's like okay sure I can finally I this I I finally have the this is finally the right amount of disposable income for me to not feel yeah. guilty about it but it's gonna be a thing of the past but. Also, as a person right now, struggling to maintain not only... Like, it was really one thing to try and keep up with the backlog of Steam games. But now my Epic Games library, my fucking uh, EA Games library, like all... I got too many games libraries virtually that I cannot manage. I, I can't manage another physical one too. So... Like there is that semblance of the, the the old man nostalgia, where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of miss, you know, like there was nothing fun, especially when you're younger on a on a weekend to alphabetize your your cartridge collection. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like Mega Man one, two, three. Wait, where's four? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like now it's gonna be like, yeah, you're just gonna look at your online, like you know. There's already like a Mega Man Legacy Collection for all the Mega Mans, anyway. So. Yeah. For the DLC yeah. side. So I mean, like it's I mean, why I bring this up is also it's kind of strange because wasn't it PlayStation who literally last generation was basically here's how you share games here's the disc give it to your friend, and that was basically one of the reasons why they stomped on Xbox during like the the, the initial uh, announcement phases, right? Yeah. And now it kind of feels like oh hey you know, yeah we we're all finally eating crow we're all finally like this is the this it's is seven years is a long time for a game industry to switch to. Uh, Pivot the ideas, so I think that's what they're doing now, lah. They have to change their mindset because of the whole digital yeah, way of doing games. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's like a, a pivot. I would say like yeah, it's basically they're adapting with the times because yeah. 
nobody's got a shelf of game nobody's gonna have the shelf of games anymore it's basically gonna be go to user profiles see their games collection yeah that's that's totally gonna replace uh and like you know what yeah i'm i'm accepting the fate of like that's how video games are gonna be from now on it's like this like because when we talked about like the whole pencils down thing and how you know mom and pop comic stores are suffering especially in these times and it's like this could be the start of like your 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 mom and pop video game stores also disappearing true that true that so it's like yeah i don't know i, I mean I, they still need a shop to buy the consoles from so at least they won't be dying just yet yeah but the thing is right these mom and pop stores survive on resale yeah. it's basically the opportunity for people when you play a game you beat it you get all your achievements and then you resell it and then for a lesser price they make a profit but then you get another kid who could probably who couldn't afford it at full price could finally afford it at half price or maybe at a, uh, like a $10 off and it's like that mm. game actually will live in perpetuity you know what I mean true that true that so it's like I know I mean like it's like the culture's gonna change so it's like yeah I'm prepared for it but I know that at least in uh, countries like I my, mine Malaysia maybe Philippines they might take that change slower than usual because um, again the, the, the whole lu- consoles are still luxury items in the, in the at the end so buying a console mm. not cheap on the first day especially give it about maybe 3-4 years until the price for the PlayStation 5 might go down for every other person to actually buy it mainstream lah, you know yeah I, mean, I also want to say this too because it's like especially in countries like South America like Brazil where the tariffs are fucking redonkulous oh my god yes yeah, yeah and the yeah. thing is right once you finally put it digital where you can't charge ridiculous tax on these items like maybe these guys could finally afford games because mm. all you need to do is okay you need to plunk down $5,000 for a PS5 <laughs> I'm sorry you know whatever the currency is over there and then it's like but then once it goes online it's like okay it's just it'll just match the currency because there is no import trade tariff there is yeah, like yeah. you know unless they decide to fuck you over and decide to figure out some sort of online tax or some, some sort of GST they might do a GST thing uh, they did VAT, that for Malaysia right? yeah. but I'm not sure about Brazil maybe Brazil they might get it who knows Yeah, but then you can't charge ridiculous import tax fees you know what yeah. I mean? Thank, so thankfully, thankfully. So I was also say this, and also, yeah, let's like not ignore the, the the number one reason why this is a thing. This is and has always been the best way to combat piracy, mm-hmm. because like you know, once you put it on a CD or a DVD, and once figure, once people figure out a way to just you know mount it, crack it, burn it, right? It's like yeah, you you can never escape the fact that you know like the. Piracy was also probably one of the reasons why gaming thrived, especially during the PS2 era, when you could just get a DVD burner and like everybody had a copy of fucking Final Fantasy, yeah. you know. And that's how that game became popular, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sign of the times. And uh, uh, well, you know, hey, for all you non-downers out there, you know, there is still the disc version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's why they have two versions of PS5 in the end. You still you still have to cater to the physical market. That's not going away so soon, but eventually it will start leaving that scene soon. Everything will be going digital eventually. And Just not right now. Now I will say this, right? Uh, the physical market is still cheaper. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, y- you go online right now and like that copy of Borderlands 3 is still $40. You go yeah. to Unless sh- the sale happens, that then is still going to cost the same. Then it's maybe $30, right? But if you go to a second-hand store right now, you can get a game for 5 bucks or 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody bought it, didn't like it, and returned it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of see that probably happening. Actually, a lot of single-player games have that, like Judgment, the Yakuza games, and 
maybe next week's Last of Us Part 2 might have a bunch of resold copies of that <laughs> can't wait to review that huh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, don't forget we're gonna be doing that probably next week or the week after when we get Bro. time so uh, you know what PS5 event uh, highs and lows and uh, you know what overall yeah a way better showing than what Xbox did with their gameplay showcase so uh, it's not E3 2015 but it's still pretty alright I would say you know what point. not a standing ovation but a round of applause to Sony for uh, at least putting up enough to kind of make us think like yeah they tried they, they, they yeah. definitely you know got one up over now speaking of disappointing uh, the PC game show <laughs> <laughs> I want to go as far as say it's disappointing. It's more like it's very by the numbers. It's I would say it is right. Uh, Day nine is not as charming as he used to be. He's actually getting really annoying to me right now. <laughs> I think he's got that talk show host, annoying talk show host vibe thing. You know, like those B grade, C grade guys. Uh, dude, it was it was funny back then, but yo, right now we got Doctor Disrespect. You know, you gotta up your game, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day nine, come on, man. You're, you're, I'm actually more interested in what they revealed. At, at the very least so I mean for, for the big one for the PC gaming show uh, was definitely Persona 4 Golden finally on upon Steam it, <laughs> yeah finally on PC uh, they've announced this on you know they teased it and then after a couple of other game trailers they they just announced it Atlas Persona 4 Golden on Steam right now you can buy, buy it. it ASAP yeah and you immediately check your Steam like holy shit there it is <laughs> yeah 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 it's about uh, 20 plus sing if I recall right Okay, as a person who owned it on the Vita and uh, who beat it a couple of times and whose Vita got bored by a friend who returned it broken, <laughs> I am on the fence because I don't want to buy this game again, but I also really want to buy this game again. <laughs> yeah. I bought it as soon as I heard about it on Twitter. Like when I saw it on Steam, click, click. Done. That's the, it. There you go. Like yeah, Fifty yeah. Malaysian dollars down the toilet. Like I think that. it's a uh, seventy-five. Yeah, about 75 70, oh, seventy-nine. 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 Seventy-nine yeah. Malaysian dollars. That's a twenty-five dollars yeah. thing. Because the last time I played Persona Four was on the PS2. I skipped the Golden, so this would be like kind of a new experience. I mean, I know what happened, but it's gonna be like a new experience. Dude, you fucking love it. You have never played Golden. Right? Golden is nope, amazing. I only played the original Persona Four. Still mm -hmm. one of the best JRPGs out there. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Persona 5 was a little bit... Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> PS5... No, no. Persona 5 was good. Not Persona 4 great, you know, for me. It's still a great game. Didn't but we not have this argument like in season oh, 1 where I was trying to convince you Persona 5 is not that great? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, after playing it a couple of times and then also going back now to part you agree 3. With me. <laughs> yeah, it's all... Uh, opinions will change. Because after, you know, hindsight and foresight and, you know, playing the games you kind of well, love I've back then. I've been consistent too. since that. <laughs> Like, Persona 5 is it's kind of okay I'm kind of disappointed it's a 7 <laughs> upon 10 and you were like no it's a 9 it's like, no it's not <laughs> like, I know I'm a Persona fan damn it uh, okay you know what but yes Persona 4 uh, the and also some good version. news for you yeah and also good news for you too because uh, Torchlight 3 is available right now fuck as soon yeah. as it was announced yeah. fuck yeah because you know what I need a game to really shit on Diablo right now <laughs> Uh, just keep in mind it's early access so I don't know how complete this game is. I kind of want to buy it eventually but we'll see how that goes. Dude, uh, for all you Last King fans who follow us on Facebook, uh, check out our soon-to-be Torchlight 2 stream happening. <laughs> Maybe next week. Let's, let's attempt Torchlight 2. Uh, I'm so hyped for this game. The thing is, uh, we cannot jump into Torchlight 3 without completing Torchlight 2. Mm, true I that, would say true that. that. 
But yeah, I am definitely hyped for Torchlight 3 because, you know, uh, the first game was amazing, second game was fucking amazing, third game, early access. I would say, you know what, okay, they're hedging their bets or maybe more or less they are trying to, I would say, pace themselves, I think that's the word to use. And uh, with a game like Torchlight 3 and with the likes of Diablo breathing down the next, You know what, the, the fact that Blizzard has done nothing but like totally upset and like, you know, annoy their fans... Like, yes they don't really need to do much it's like basically how like you know when Fallout shat the bed and then Outer Worlds came out it's like yeah you don't need to do much just exist and yeah. we'll, be, we'll be happy <laughs> so that's what Torchlight 3 feels like to me it's like yeah it doesn't really need to do much it just needs to be you know solid so yeah uh, for all your fans of uh, the true dungeon crawling looter shooters right with you know a slightly uh, less uh, pretentious obnoxious and twist. it's from the same team who did uh, Diablo 2 anyway the, so the original Diablos the, yep. the good Diablos you know yeah definitely like well I can I still cannot stop seeing the praises of Torchlight 1 when it came out and it was going toe to toe with like you know Diablo 3 you know like even when Torchlight 2 came out I was like yeah this is the superior game <laughs> why isn't anybody talking about this uh, yeah I'm super interested in that uh, can't wait to see it I don't know I mean like when it came to the PC gaming show Nothing else much really got my attention. I did like those random little appearances from like, you know, hey, it's Kane from Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, why is there suddenly Teddy from Persona 4 popping up behind uh, Day 9 for some reason? You know, like some skits and shit. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the, the presentation, it felt like, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like a really obnoxious off-brand early 90s MTV. I think that's what they were channeling. I mean, whether you like yeah. it or not, that's really up to you. But I think that's what they were really going for in yeah, the end with the I, robot going through the desert and some shit at the start of the show. I totally... No, but that's the thing. I totally respected it because it's like as much as... As, as charmless as I feel Day9 is nowadays, but he did kind of come off as like... You know, like when... Um, what's that guy's name again? Uh, the super pretentious asshole who speaks really big. Something Miller... Okay, so uh, this is gonna be no. This is such a terrible tangent, but like, if you think about it, like you know, like back in the the early nineties when MTV was just really very nineties and in your face and obnoxious, and like the PC uh, game stream was like, it felt like that. It felt like, ah, oh, you're you're catering to my eighteen year old version. Too bad yeah. I'm too mature to appreciate this, but <laughs> yeah. I see I see the moves. I see what you're doing. This is yeah. kind of fun. It's like basically, imagine if Devolver Digital had to do an entire show by themselves. Yeah, yeah. But without being mm. meta and actually being or funny. <laughs> yeah, or funny too, yes. <laughs> I, but I will say this, right? Uh, PC game show? Mm. Uh, I don't know, but here's the thing. It's strange to me that, you know, like PS5, a console... A uh, humble console who has nothing but you know uh, propriety uh, hardware and v- uh, graphics, and everything was rendered and shown on a, an actual PS5 or at least you know so it says. And then when you watch the PC game show and all these trailers are like not actual gameplay. <laughs> quite a lot of that actually. <laughs> it yeah. was quite a lot of like oh this is not actual gameplay. We're just showing you cutscenes. It's like oh this is exactly like the Xbox showcase. <laughs> There's very little gameplay. Having said that, there were actually some gameplay bits being shown off, like um, New Blood Interactive. They had all the shooters lined up in a row, like the Devil May Cry style, Ultra Kill, and Dusk. And even that one game that was kind of like uh, a Thief, uh, Gloomwood, if I recall. Yeah, that game looked really interesting to me. So Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Know. I can't really say much about the PC game show. Uh, I feel very bad because uh, we were hyping this up and it, like, <laughs> it felt like a fart in the bath. <laughs> 
Well, there's also like uh, Humankind, which I believe is Sega's uh, version of, uh, I guess, Civilization. I'm not sure what, how different this will be, but I'm kind of curious, especially since they're having this game open up on open dev. Like, basically anyone can jump in, play the game, give out the feedback, and the game will morph according to said feedback. So they're leaving it to the players lah. Which is never a good idea because then you have the snakes on a plane of video games. It's like, you give the internet what they want and you get shit written. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Are you yeah. sure you want people to jump in on this? Oh my god. Uh, but then I'm not really a big I'm not really a big Daisy fan, but it's nice to see that guy. Um, I forgot what his name, Dean something. He actually did talk about his other game that's coming out, Icarus. It's sci-fi. You kind of have to wait to get picked up by a shuttle and you kind of have to fight enemies and survive before you get picked up. Mm. Or That looks pretty interesting, but again, kind of need more gameplay. I kind of need more of like a demo or beta, which is happening, but that'll be interesting to watch. La. Yeah, I will say this. I mean, the PC game show in general to me was very disappointing. I tried to watch it. Like, I have to be really honest. I couldn't keep awake. Couldn't stay awake. Oh, couldn't man. stay awake. The thing started at like 2 a.m. Singapore time, man. And it's like, you know... As much as the uh, the the ramblings of Daisy and his uh, co-host Devbot were, uh, all right, uh, and also Frankie as well, that woman, yeah. Oh, Frankie was trying way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, oh no no, that, that 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 that's a shtick for, since when she started appearing in the PC gaming show. He's uh, always been like that, so it's like staying on brand lah. I know she's staying on brand, but it's like yeah, that means she's still obnoxious. <laughs> yes. Like, like, all right, you can stop now. You know, like. Didn't Aisha Tyler do this way better during the Ubisoft press conference yeah, at yeah. E3 back in the day? I'm sorry, Frankie. Uh, cut it out. Aisha <laughs> Tyler is good. Yeah, just you know, kind of, kind of want her back in the upcoming Ubisoft thingy. Nah, never gonna happen. That who's line money? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> that Archer money? Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Archer especially. Yeah, that's that's big money. Is it still gonna have another season? I don't know. Uh, I think the last season will be that season that they're in after the. This is the Archer final season. was it? That that's mm-hmm. the last season. That that's the last one. Yeah. Sounds like we need to do another Lost King retrospective of every fucking Archer. <laughs> Ooh, one. There's gonna be a nine part too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to really take our time with that one. There are some we... also interesting titles. Um, remember when we mentioned um the arcane guy who left to create his own studio? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did this game called The Weird West, isometric RPG like Fallout, but in of course you know. Weird West style, you know, like you got werewolves popping up in the 1940s. Oh, sorry, um, the 1900s or so. Mm-hmm. You know, cowboys, Indians fighting each other, and then you got shamans and shit popping up per se. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, uh, because it was mostly trailers, I wasn't thoroughly invested in what it is they wanted to show. I mean, like, there's only so much you can do with the visual aesthetic, but yeah, I mean, it looks interesting, and I'll I can't wait to see more information about it. And I think that'll be my general consensus for the entire PC game stream is like, yeah, I can't wait until I see more information about this. Yeah, I mean, the but only at least the trailers, most of the trailers there, that's all mostly like, uh, there's a bit of gameplay and then the guy talks and then the gameplay overlays per se. So at least we get yeah. a general idea of what's going on. Can we just on. say this, right? Like gamers, we don't really care what developers have to say. Yeah. Can we cut these segments shorter? Like, hi, I'm this guy. Uh, we've been working very hard to make this game for you. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the only reason you stick around long is because you want to hear what the release date or the release year for the game is. So, can we do this all in just a title card or in a superimposed graphic? Like, 
this day. Okay. I think you know? they're just justifying their couple of hours for the show. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, you know, this thing yeah. dried on for way too long, sir. It's yeah. like, uh, and then basically whenever they cut to a developer and a developer is like, we want to tell, we want to tell a story about the thing and then we worked very hard to make the game. You play as this and it's like, ah, sh- stop talking. It's yeah, yeah. Show, I totally tuned out just to wait for the other games they're going to show. So, uh, some really good selection of indie games like I mentioned. You know Wait what West. Uh, yeah, you know what developer talking means, right? That's when you check the comments. Yes. <laughs> That's when you count Z. That's what like. everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> you check the comments like, yep. Everybody yep, wants yep. them to get on with it. Uh I don't know. I mean like to me the major highlight, I can't remember even the, what's the name of that game? It's the FPS game where everything is in eight bit graphics. Uh that would be one of the new blood games. Uh, I forgot which one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a metal oh, this is the metal one, yeah. I did mention it earlier. Um, you've got Amid Evil, Evil, you've got Unfortunate Spaceman. I think it's Maximum Action. That was the one you're looking forward to. Mm, the art style was really interesting to me. So I'm, I'm definitely curious about that because it, 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 it's like, what if Doom was 3D? Like not current Doom, like classic Doom was 3D, but it still looked like Doom. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is a strange and interesting aesthetic. Uh, can't wait to see it in action. Yeah. Uh, there's also one other game, Fate Tactics and uh, Potionomics. That was pretty interesting takes on the RPG genre. One of them is basically Pokemon meets Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, that's Fate Tactics. And mm-hmm. the other game, uh, Potionomics, it's basically you playing as a storekeeper selling all these different potions you got to mix for different RPG characters coming in. So I'm not sure how much more gameplay is there apart from the visual novel aspect, but I'm actually kind of curious about it because of I the art style and everything and they bought you on visual novel right <laughs> yeah pro more or less more or less but I kind of want to see more like hopefully there's like a actual RPG element to it you know like walking around the town and getting your supplies killing the monsters to get your supplies and shit you know what's totally missing from this PC game stream what the list of upcoming hentai games that we're all really <laughs> looking forward to <laughs> that'll be man. like PC gaming after dark not even after dark, man. <laughs> this is like that is is that side of the sea of the, of the, of Steam that nobody dares venture, where the yeah. comments get funnier <laughs> and the reviews <laughs> get better. Is <laughs> is that side of the of the indie gala page where like you don't mention but you peruse? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, uh, Last King fans, look out for Last King's hentai game coming soon <laughs> to a f- to a flash website. You. <laughs> <laughs> We keep it old school, sir. <laughs> Click the button to orgasm. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, shall we wrap this up? It's been going for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the PC gaming show itself. Yeah, we're going to have to cut this off. Um, <laughs> good uh, good valiant effort, but at the same time... I mean, there's a shitload of games, I got to realize, because I'm looking through the list of PC gaming stuff. It's like, yeah, 50 plus freaking games they announced within that span of two hours. Even if all the developer talk kind of breaking the flow at least there's something for people to look forward to if you're looking for like indie titles strangely the PC gaming show is even more meandering than a typical VGA (laughs) exactly yes yeah yeah you know it it took day 9 to make me realise maybe Jeff Keighley isn't that bad (laughs) (laughs) god damn it okay Tell you what, let's wrap this up. Uh, for all you PC gaming fans, you know we're not ignoring you guys. We're all PC gamers here. We're definitely PC gamers. I keep yeah, and oh. the games that were revealed on the show itself, we're probably going to be talking about it since I think half of them are coming out end of the year. That's second yeah. half of 2020. Yeah. So um, I don't know. 
I can't wait to see more information, especially when it came comes to Torchlight Three, because if it's open beta right now, I mean, it's open beta. Uh, early access, early access, early so access. So you still have to pay. You gotta pay for it. Um, and hopefully, I don't it gets know. Better. How, I don't know how many levels are open though. I need to actually do more research on like whether Act Two is open or, you know. Mm, I mean, like you know, I will dip my water into that when I'm nice and ready, but not right now. I think, especially when it comes to the early access, uh, that whole sub category of uh, the new version of open beta is like, yeah, uh, the promise of it getting good. I mean, it's like think about it. Hades is still technically an open beta, right? But that's that. But that the the difference with Hades is, I think after finishing, I mean after playing through that game, it's like this feels more complete than almost every early access game I played on PC. Mm-hmm. So, I, which which I will probably talk about in our future episode where we talk about our favorite games of or movies of next of this year. Which so is far. happening yeah, in a couple of weeks. I will round up a midweek mid year traditional yeah. episode. So you know what? Let's put a cap on this. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is uh, Sexy Router, Mr. Toffee signing Sexy out. Sexy Router. <laughs> this is Bucks Next Shop Week. Game of the Years. <laughs> Thank you and good night.